We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Ball loose. Give me one, Lance. Give me one, Lance. Stevenson ties it with 1.6. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Halliburton at the buzzer. Captain Kush with another one. Brogdon goes inside and Turner finishes. Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go, go. Good job. Oh, what a move by Heald. He lays it in. Heald. Hotter than fish grease. Drops it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Washington again. Five of them. Pacers got the steal. Out running is Brissette. Pounds it home. It to Taylor. Taylor missed it. Tips it in. Warren lets it fly. Yes! T.J. Warren is not human. Halliburton going to slam it at the other end. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. And, Fachi, we don't want to take too much time on this introduction because we've got a special guest today. Absolutely. The one and only O'Shea Brissett is in the building. And when I say that, I mean via Zoom. But he <laughs> is here and it was a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. I think you guys are going to love hearing from O'Shea and, you know, brought up some interesting points that I don't think many Pacer fans probably would have thought of. So O'Shea definitely gave us some in-depth stuff and, and talking about this roster, talking about his career and stuff like that. So don't want to tease it too much. But uh, anything else about you before we get to a quick break? I would just say you guys are going to enjoy this, so sit back and enjoy it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen of Setting the Pace, we now welcome on a very special guest. He goes by Obrissi on Twitter, but we know him as the one and only O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea, what's going on? What's up, guys? How you guys doing, man? Good. Hey, doing great. Excited to have you on the show, making your Setting the Pace debut. Uh, I thought we would just kick it off from kind of a little bit of the beginning. But after yeah. betting on yourself and going undrafted before being picked up by the Raptors G League affiliate, the Raptors yeah. 905, you end up playing 19 games in the NBA as a rookie. Yeah. What was that first taste of the NBA like? And was there a true welcome to the NBA moment for you? Um, man, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't, I would say my first year wouldn't, wouldn't really have any welcome to the NBA moments because just hearing that I was going to be signing with, you know, my home team was probably that, that right there, um, you know, going to the locker room, seeing my name in the Rap Toronto Raptors locker room. That's something that, you know, everyone grows up dreaming from Toronto. And, um, you know, I was able to do it my first year. I remember talking to some of my friends, um, you know, Nikhil, Shea, RJ, they told me like, man, you, you got it good. You know, this is your first year and you're in Toronto. Um, so that was probably the, the whole welcome to the NBA moment. But, you know, like you said, 19 games, um, that was an experience in itself. Um, you know, obviously wasn't really great minutes or anything, but honestly, anything at that time, I was definitely happy with. Yeah, and I, I want to kind of move towards this this last year with Coach Carlisle. Um, obviously, yeah. he brought in an experienced coaching staff, you know, former staff that he had in Dallas and then some new coaches, you know. Just talk to me about, you know, some of the coaches that you work with in the area you felt your game improved the most this season. Um, I mean, you know, as you guys know, this year was very up and down, you know, not even for just for me, but for the team. So it was a lot of on-the-fly adjusting. And, you know, I think – just uh, the whole maturity side and, you know, learning the NBA side is, you know, the part where I was able to develop, you know, the most, you know, like last year or the year before last, I was, you know, I joined the team midway and, you know, we weren't really playing for much. Like, I, we were just out there, you know, I was just out there just trying to, just trying to showcase and, you know, try to be myself. But, you know, this year it was more, oh, let's try to win. Let's try to do something. Let's try to change things around, especially after the trade. You know, me being a guy that coach was looking forward to, to go in there and make an impact, you know, mm -hmm. my mind switched from let me focus on what I can do to let's focus on trying to get a win or build or just play the right way as a team. Because I know, you know, going to the summer and going to next year, that's exactly what we're going to need to really make that jump. You know, I know you mentioned initially, you know, playing time, maybe it wasn't exactly where you wanted it to be. But I remember being on the show talking with Alex right when you got signed to that first 10-day contract with the Pacers. And I remember yep. being like, man, 10 days, it's so it's just a small sample size to really be able to show that, hey, you can stick around with this team. But you did far more than that. And you actually, in a short stint in 2021, you end the regular season dropping 31-10 and 10 on your mm -hmm. former Raptors. I know you said it's all love, but revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> How sweet was that? Man, I mean... I remember looking at the schedule and seeing that and I was like, okay, that's, that's gotta be the one because I remember in the, in the G league bubble, I was, I saw we had the nine Oh five and I was like, okay, that has to be the one, you know, where I really lock in and try to, you know, play my best. Um, but yeah, going there and, and being able to, to do that, 
I remember hearing, you know, the trash talk from Kyle and Freddie on the sideline. Um, but it was just fun, man. You know, I, I love those guys. They, like you said, they helped me, you know, really be who I am by setting that foundation of a, a great, you know, what it looks like to be an, a, a great competitor and NBA player. Um, but I definitely, definitely had that one checked off the, the calendar for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was a fun memory that we all that we all remember very well. I, I want to go back, like I said, to this season because it was just such a weird year. It felt like there was like four to five different seasons within this season. So <laughs> yeah. uh, multiple trades were made. There were several injuries that you guys dealt with all year long. Tell me, what was the biggest challenge that you faced this year? Man, um, you know, I feel like, honestly, start of the year, you know, I came in. You know, I wasn't I know I wasn't going to start or play, you know, as much as I was blessed the year before. Mm -hmm. But um, to be completely benched and, you know, not really knowing what's going on, you know, because we had so many other things going on. I couldn't try to make it about myself. You know, I'm obviously still young, one of the young guys on the team. I you know, couldn't really say anything, but from having that luxury of playing all game the year before and then coming in and not playing. And obviously having to stick with it because, you know, again, it's really not about me at all. Um, that's probably that was probably the biggest challenge. Just just doing it by myself. Obviously, we had our team things we had to go through, you know, losing streaks and trying to win and trying to figure out who we are as a team. But me personally, I would say that was probably the biggest one just to start the year. Yeah, I remember during that span, it felt like when things weren't going well, we almost wanted to shatter the imaginary emergency glass and just say, we got to get O'Shea <laughs> out here. And I remember you, you ended up dropping 18 points. Like, I think it was like maybe like the third game of the season. And it felt like, yeah. why isn't this guy out here more? But yeah. kind of piggybacking off of that a little bit, um, you know, towards the, the second half of the year, while maybe the wins didn't reflect it, it felt like from the outside looking in that this is a really promising young core that's building something potentially special together. What was the vibe like to end the season going into this upcoming season? Man, I mean, when you talk about vibe, I definitely want to shout out Dwayne. Um, you know, that guy has had a great attitude, a great spirit from training camp. And, you know, leading down to, like you said, the second half of the season where, honestly, we relied on him to, to come in and score with Chris being out and to, um, to, you know, bring that spark for us. He definitely changed, you know, the vibe and the, the aura around the team with how electric he is and, not even just on the court, but off the court. You know, he loves getting guys together and doing things together. Um, so, you know, when you talk about that, and obviously, you know, with the trade to bring Tyrese and Buddy um, and Jalen in, you know, we have a, a great group of young guys that really love to play basketball. And, you know, we all love to play together because there's really no agenda at all. It's just how can we separate ourselves from all the other young guys in the league? And, you know, we know that comes by winning. You look at Memphis and um, – the Suns where they started and how they are now, uh, you know, we all look at that stuff and, you know, that's where you want to be. But we know that it starts from, you know, playing together and loving to play together. Yeah, that's, that's – we've had Dwayne on the podcast as well, and we, we knew from talking with him how much energy he has. So really yeah. cool uh, to see him actually get, you know, go through kind of similar what you went through last year, get For the sure. opportunities of, to play. And he had some big moments. But uh, I got to go back to the game against Portland – Everyone remembers this, yeah. probably the photo of the year, uh, your reverse and one dunk, Justin Anderson, yeah. you know, hands behind his head with his mouth open as you completed the play. Walk me through it. Tell me uh, how much fun you had against that Portland team and just uh, that whole entire play there where you had that dunk. Yeah, um, honestly, so looking back, I had, 
there's a couple of dunks that I know for sure I could get in game if I have a fast break. And because I did before I did the, the mailman, I got the windmill down. Um, <laughs> that in my mind was my next dunk that I was going to do. It just so happened that it came from great pass from Tyre, highlight pass from Lance, and then an end one. Like, honestly, I had that in my mind, not, not before the game, but I just knew, okay, I had those two down. This is my next one. Um, and if I had a fast break, I was going to do it regardless. But, man, you know, he, he jumped, fouled me, got it, and, you know, it was just a crazy moment. But, honestly, if I would have dunked it normally, he probably would have fouled me. I probably would have missed because he swung right where my arm would have been. When I watched the video, he swung right where my arm would have been. So, he probably would have, I probably would have missed it. So, doing that actually helped me make it. Hey, it was meant to be. So, you know, love the flashiness. It, it, it's a – it's honestly the background of a lot of people's like main Twitter profile uh, yeah. right now. So it was <laughs> yeah, seen it. an absolute moment. Huh? Yeah. Gotta love it. But also you wrapped up year three, you're going into year four. Can you let the listeners in on a little bit of what we can expect from O'Shea and just how important of an off season this is for you? Man, you saying that is just crazy year four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, honestly, um, with the way that we're going right now, um, it never really, I never felt any pressure to try to be someone that I'm not, especially acquiring, like when we got Tyrese, you know, cause that guy, he looks for me, he looks for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm cutting, if I'm standing in the corner, he wants to get 15, 20 assists. Like he loves that. And, you know, having him on our team definitely makes us a lot better because we all don't have to do too much. Um, so now it's just, you know, I'm, I've been watching a whole bunch of film, trying to study the game on more of a, that side than, you know, anything else because I want to go in the game. I want to, I want to be relied on as one of our best defenders. I want to guard the best player, um, you know, and I think that's what's going to really separate me because, you know, I have it in me. I could do it now. It's just understanding the NBA game more um, than, you know, any other time that I play. Yeah. I mean, I, I really feel like you're just scratching the surface of what you can become. And I think we saw those, the, the growth from you last season, like the last game against Brooklyn, you played so well. And I was like, okay, uh, we're, we're starting to see here what O'Shea can become. But, uh, you know, I, I heard you got to go to the Bahamas with Tyrese and Buddy. So I want to know what that trip was like. And then tell me what ki- uh, kind of leader Tyrese Halliburton is. Yeah, um, that was honestly my first ever vacation. Like, I've never been on a vacation. I've traveled before. Uh, so people might say, you know, I've been to Tokyo. I've been to Australia. But they've all been for basketball. You know, my day were consumed of practice in the morning, media in the afternoon, then I'm dead tired, I want to go to sleep. I never really got to explore anything. Um, but now nah, the Bahamas was fun. Obviously, we are with, we call them President Buddy out there. You know, he runs everything um, in the Bahamas. <laughs> um, but that, that was a great experience. And obviously, the type of things that we want to do more often, just being together, it was not, it doesn't have to be going anywhere crazy. But, you know, just linking up together and doing those things. Um, and it was honestly Tyrese and Buddy that really encouraged me to, to you know, go ahead, book my ticket and, um, and be out there because, like I said, those are things that's going to, you know, make us play to, uh, better together and separate ourselves from anyone else. Um, so, you know, talking about the leadership that Ty has, that in itself, he knows what it takes to, for us to be a good team. And, you know, he's making all the right steps. You know, we all communicate. Um, he's been, we've been in Indiana a couple of times and, you know, he's making sure that the guys can be there if they're not there. Um, you know, he's just doing all the little things and, that's what we need from our point guard. So um, that's why I'm really excited when we start training camp or when we start, you know, more mini camps because it's just going to be everything that we need. 
Love hearing about the boys getting together off the court. I think it's only going to make that on court, you know, product so much better this year. So really sure. excited to hear that. But also you know, this Pacers team, I feel like they got a little bit of an underdog mentality, a ton of players that other teams, not to say gave up on, but elected to move on from. So like, yeah. what kind of mentality did Tyrese, Buddy, Jalen Smith have coming over to Indiana? Yeah, I mean, you know, you said it right there. Like, you know, I remember talking to Ty, he told me that right before he had no idea he was going to get traded. Um, you know, I think he, I think he was at a top golf the day before or something like he just had no idea. Um, and obviously they were talking about, Oh, they're a franchise player, blah, blah. And then boom, that happened. You know, Jan Smith, 10th pick, whatever he's thinking. Okay. I, I'm going to be able to show what I can do. Um, obviously crazy situation. He gets drafted to the number one team in the West. So then, you know, moved on from him. And, you know, Buddy, obviously, I feel like everyone said when he came to Indiana, he was – it showed everyone who he really was again. You know, he had to just keep doing that again. And, you know, it's kind of the same story with all the guys on the team. You know, myself, Dwayne, Terry, all undrafted, TJ. And, you know, we, we love playing the game of basketball. And I think that's what's really good about us because we all know that we have something to prove. Like, we haven't done anything yet, none of us. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what's really going to make us – a whole lot better once we have a full summer, full training camp together uh, and just going to these games. Even if you know the outcome isn't what we want, um, I could guarantee you that we're going to fight every single game and have a different mentality going into this season. Even, even let me say, even Miles. Yeah. People talk about Miles not like he's not the best shot blocker in the league, one of the best bigs in the league. Like having him as our defensive anchor or someone we could rely on offense, we're definitely going to be so much of a better team and. Even him, I, we talk about Ty a lot, but Miles has been a great leader. Um, you know, talking to everyone, helping Isaiah, helping uh, Sticks, helping you know me with just you know either playing or life in the NBA. Um, and he's been someone that you know I've looked up to for sure, and we all look up to, and we're all going to really rely on next year to um, really make that step. And that's great to hear because you don't usually hear that Miles is the leader of the team. You. Uh, yeah. just, you hear more about Malcolm and then obviously with Halliburton coming in, I don't know if it's just a point guard thing that people kind of give him that label, but you really don't hear about Miles being the leader of the team. So that's interesting that you said that from a player's perspective. I think that's worth noting. But uh, is there a player that you model your game after? Um, Padre is my favorite player. He's been my favorite player since you know, he got drafted. Um, and, you know, who he is now, I think it's that obviously takes some time. He's a six nine point guard you know, someone that controls the game for them. Um, but, you know, I watched him when he was in Indiana, OKC, everywhere he went. Um, so that's the guy that, you know, I would love to get my game to that point. Um, you know, like I said, 6 9 point, he can do everything. He can handle the ball, shoot, defend, um, rebound. And he's really efficient with it. So that's another thing that I, you know, really like watching about him. He doesn't take no crazy shots, doesn't go out there just to shoot the ball. You know, he have a game where he has 15 points, but he's going to have 10 assists, eight rebounds, four steals. You know, that's what I like about him. He's an all-around player. Um, but definitely PG, been my favorite player. Um, I try to bring the, you know, some flashy dunk, some uh, celebrations, you know, like how he was in Indy, um, because I know the fans love that. Mm-hmm.
Man, O'Shea, I'm going to say you opened up some old wounds there because Paul George used to be just about all of our favorite players. But Yeah, hey, yeah, for sure. Great player. We wish things would have worked out a little bit differently, but there is no denying <laughs> his talent at all. So I would yeah. just say we talked about some stuff on the court. What about off the court? What hobbies or interests outside of basketball do you have? Um, well, I don't know if you guys know, I had the um, – my YouTube channel that I started in the bubble mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And, you know, that was really fun. I'm not going to lie. It's just like the way, <laughs> the reason why I stopped is because after the bubble, I really wasn't doing anything. I would work out in the morning and I would chill with my daughter for the rest of the day. Like I can't record that. That's, it's just saying in the bubble, I had things to do. We were, you know, there's something going on every single day. Um, whereas after the bubble, I didn't do anything. And even during season, like life is really, the same like it's every game day same schedule practice day same schedule um but i told myself i'm bringing it back so officially right here i've been recording but i'm gonna I'm change it up i'm gonna do like a month of just like my life and things that i do and send someone have them you know chop it up make a good video and you know just drop it every couple weeks because i'll try and be consistent with it da, da, da. but no nah, i think i'm just gonna do it once a month or once every two three weeks keep it up like that. Um, and I want to do that for, for, uh, throughout the season. You know, it's just giving me something to do. Um, and, you know, it, it actually is fun. It's kind of weird. You feel like you're not talking to anyone. You're talking to a camera. But, you know, like I said, it gives you something to do. And um, I picked up puzzles. Oh, nice. I don't know why, but I love <laughs> love just putting some good music on and and just doing a thousand-piece puzzle or 500, 700. Um, yeah, that, that's really it, honestly. Give her uh... Do you ever do any Legos with Miles? Because he he's like the biggest Lego guy I know. It's it's similar oh, yeah, to puzzles. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I could ever get to Miles' level, and I don't even want to try. Like I, <laughs> I don't think any of us can. Yeah, no, I've done a couple. Like I have a couple of spaceships in my house, like Marvel spaceships. But when I like watch his TikTok, the amount like I look at the pieces, I'm like, no, never. I can never <laughs> sit down and do that. Like he, it's crazy. It's got to be like 20,000 piece, you know, Lego yeah. sets or whatever. I mean, that that TikTok that you mentioned was crazy. Definitely gave me <laughs> insight as to really the, the amount of time that it takes yeah. to put these Legos together. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I, I've never been to his house, but I'm wondering if he has a room full of just... Has to. All, he has to, right? He has to. Yeah, and I was speaking of Miles, I mean, this is a guy that has made a lot of fans uh, very interactive on social media based on what he's wearing. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you guys talk about it, but yeah. uh, not just Miles. We've seen some other guys, yourself included here, with some yeah. uh, with some great fits. So who has the best drip on the team? Um, I'm going to say myself, you know. Okay. Um, and that's not me being biased. Miles, great. Miles got it. You know what I'm saying? He, he won most improves <laughs> on league fits. Yeah. You know, most improves on league fits, but it's okay. Because next year I'm, I'm coming for that spot. Um, Let's go. But um, – Nah, right now, you know, I'm, I'm going to say me. I'm confident in myself. I'm going to say me. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when Miles pops out game time, I'm like, okay. That's, I got to put a little, little side note, you know, on what he wore and try to try to do a little bit of that in a couple of weeks, you know. Got to let him know you're coming. Next year is a whole new thing. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that drip improve over there, you know. But one, uh, moving over to some of, uh, you know, some of your biggest fans. You have a major fan in Argentina right now. His name is Juani Serra. 
and his Twitter name is actually O'Shea Brissett fan. And he really? wanted to know how much does perhaps social media or critics get to you mentally? And, you know, could, there could be a lot of noise during the season, especially if the team isn't performing. Does it affect you in any way? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't, um, but I know it affects people more than others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I would read some stuff or even if I don't want to, you know, just trying to go through my DMs and seeing something or go through my mentions on Twitter and seeing something, uh, you know, it does suck. Um, but I feel like I do a great job of kind of, of either avoiding it or quickly just leaving it alone because I know everyone knows it doesn't mean anything. You know, those guys, people that say those things never stepped foot in an NBA gym, let alone play. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to say sit here and say it doesn't, but I know that there's a lot of other guys in the league that it does affect way more than they do show, um, you know, because I've heard of it, I've seen it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel like it would affect anyone, you know, someone sitting there, yeah, saying, talking trash about something that you love, that you're really putting your all in. Um, yeah, it would really affect anyone, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I heard J.J. Redick recently on his podcast talking with Trey Young, and he said that Steph, if he's having a bad game, will go on Twitter during halftime to, you know, see the comments about how bad he's playing to kind of fire him up. So it's interesting, you know, <laughs> uh, social media, man. It's just – I'll just yeah. say Twitter is the yeah. worst. People kind of suck. But um, oh, man. while it's also uh, – can it can be a good thing, though, sometimes. I've made a lot of connections there, just meeting new people. And uh, when we put out a teaser here that you were coming on the podcast, we had people reaching out to us and – one of, uh, one of our big-time listeners, he's a big fan of yours, his name's Sam Lupier. Uh, he's turning 21, and he wanted me to know if you could give him a shout-out for his 21st birthday. Happy birthday, Sam. 21's a big year. You know, you're, you can do a whole bunch of stuff now that you couldn't before. Uh, so live it up, man. Have a great day. Hey, awesome. He'll definitely appreciate that. 21 is the big one, and plus, nice. a shout-out from O'Shea does not happen every day. So got to appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I thought moving over to end it, kind of do a little bit of a rapid fire. Now, this is going to be the first initial answer that crosses your mind. So you don't okay. really have time to digest. But okay. start with number one. Who is your NBA GOAT? Paul George. Ooh, all right. Who do you currently view as the top player in the NBA? Giannis. Funniest player on the Pacers? Lance Stevenson, for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, underrated NBA player that doesn't get enough shine? Oh, um, first person that came to my head, honestly, was Drew Holiday. Doesn't get enough shine. Everybody yeah. says that. Everybody. Yeah. That's the first person that came to my head. First person, I'm not going to lie. Hey, they, they always think of him defensively, but hey, he's got a great part of an offensive game as well. Last question I got, true or false, the Pacers will make the playoffs next year. 100% true. You heard it here first. Love it. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, O'Shea. No problem, man. For any time, I'll, I'll definitely come back for sure. We would definitely love to take you up on that sometime, maybe when it gets closer to the season. But regardless, O'Shea, really appreciate you coming on. And I know the fans love to engage with you on Twitter. So tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. Find me on Twitter at O'Brissy, Instagram, O'Brissy, TikTok. I'm making a little comeback on TikTok. Okay. (laughs) O'Brissy with two Ys. Um, You know, just keep up with me and check in. There we go. And you heard it here first. The YouTube channel is coming back. So we're going to hold you to that. We're looking yeah, forward to it back. this year. It's coming back for sure. The YouTube channel is coming back with the same amount of uh, excitement the Boston Celtics fans got when Marcus Smart returned in game back. three from 
from that ankle injury. Uh, <laughs> that was insane. That was like WWE level stuff when he came no, back. For real, like Paul Pierce vibes, same type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like when he was running back in the tunnel, <laughs> I just heard that that Rocky Balboa music <laughs> in the back of my mind, just playing. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. amazing <laughs> stuff. O'Shea, best of luck this offseason. Yeah, best of luck, a big man. one for you. And, hey, the, the, the best luck for this upcoming season. For sure. Thank you, guys, man. You guys have a great day. All right. Hey, thanks, O'Shea. We'll see you. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Fachi, that was a great episode. Always cool to have players on, get to talk to them and kind of get a feel for who they are. So, um, yeah, O'Shea Brissett, man, that, that was a fun one, but definitely love to do that again with them. Definitely. That, that would be quite the treat. But also got to love how O'Shea really peeled back and kind of let you in on, you know, us, us on the outside. We think we know it all, but we obviously don't. So being able to hear it straight from O'Shea about things like Miles' leadership, just, you know, being able to go on vacation with a few of the guys, how Tyrese is looking out for everybody. I mean, it's those little things like that that makes you get so excited for next season when these guys are playing together for a full season. Yeah, and when we asked him who the funniest player was on the team and he said Lance Stevenson, I would just love to know, like, what the guys think about Lance and some of the stuff he says. Like, I can only imagine I would love just to be a fly on the wall in practice or even in the locker room just to get the Lance experience in full effect because – we, uh, we all love Lance, and it's, it's really cool to hear some of the players talk about how they love Lance, too. And you have to wonder, does that play a factor in if the Pacers bring Lance back because of how important he could be to their culture? Uh, it's a great point, and it's something that definitely needs to be factored in. Also, hearing about how Dwayne Washington was someone that was super vocal, you know, really being able to, you know, get the guys up and ready and all that, especially as an undrafted rookie. Hearing that stuff makes you feel like, wow. Man, I mean, the Pacers, they, they got a good young core here that if they can be very close together, hey, who knows? Yeah, I definitely think that might play a factor somewhat in what the Pacers try to do this offseason. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, anybody can get moved. But the fact that he brought up doing Washington Jr., I, I think they're going to say, okay, he is a culture, part of our culture here. We don't want to get rid of him. We don't want to include him in any trades, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think some of these players that really do mean something to the overall culture of the team will likely stick around just because you have to build and develop that culture for, you know, the team to have success. Because team chemistry is something that I think we overlook to a certain extent, and it really does matter. It really does. And, and to be honest, I think in the last few years, we hadn't really heard that the Pacers team chemistry was too, too high. And I think to really be able to hear stories like this, just gets you really excited because you always wonder, like, hey, who is the leader on this Pacers team? And now it feels like we're hearing Tyrese is being a leader, Miles is being a leader. I mean, other guys are just 
keeping it light, keeping the guys together. So, hey, I left with this, I left this interview far more excited than I was maybe even just an hour ago. Yeah, and I think what excites me the most is just hearing O'Shea talk about, you know, how he wants to improve, what he can do better. And I think he's got a good build for an NBA player, uh, modeling himself after Paul George, whether you love him or hate him because of what he did with Indiana and leaving. Still a really good player like you brought up in the podcast. And I think that's something, hey, if that's a guy that he's modeling his game after in terms of a skill set wise, right, that to me is interesting. And the fact that he called him the GOAT was uh, was another one that I think a lot of people will be taken aback from. So uh, I appreciate the honesty and the, uh, just the way he was being open and real with us. I was not expecting that. I thought he'd say like MJ. I was waiting for LeBron. Maybe LeBron, <laughs> you know, like that. And usually, uh, I'm not going to say usually, Never does Paul George slip into that GOAT category, but you know what? Hey, that's what he went with. And when he went with current NBA GOAT, he said Giannis. So he, you know, he yeah. was just like, hey, all right. So I, re- I respect his uh, his answers over there, and that's all you can do. Yeah, Giannis is, to me, definitely the hardest player to guard in the league for sure. But with that being said, Fachi, great episode once again. You know, just really enjoyed talking with O'Shea. Just made it a really fun interview. So I want to thank him once again if he's listening to this for coming on. If he's not, you know, for all the fans, hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh, if we have him back on, like he said, he might come back on again. Uh, we'll try to give other people a shout out. So uh, with that being said, Fachi, where can people find us at on social media? All right. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And if you're excited to see O'Shea Brissett come up with a new dunk move for next season, say these three words. Let's go Pacers! <laughs>